When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that will eat you out of house and hole. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> no. Oh, that's the that's the noise I wanted in reaction, actually. Thank you, Great. Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're back in the studio. We're back. You're back in America. I'm back in the right continent. Um, <laughs> And we're going to talk about comping. We're going to talk about camping. Camping. <laughs> um, But first. But first. I have a lot of things. Okay. We're going to do the news. For those of you who are skippers, I think the news is going to start at like 20 or 30 minutes into yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah, There's yeah. a fuck ton of shit to I talk about. I don't know if people know this. In the episode description, I put timestamps for when we talk about news, when we talk about the actual topic, and when we talk about gayest and straightest. For if, so if you want to skip, there's there's that info there. Well, don't tell them then. No, they they should know. We want people... If, if people don't give a shit about news, I want them to know oh. how to skip forward so they keep listening. Yep. Yep. All I care about is that you download it and yep. anything you do within that time. No, I also want you to finish. Yeah. I'm, yep. a, I'm a hey, good... Hey, Mike. Do you really care if they finish? <laughs> yes, because that makes our stats look better. And All then over your face? That wasn't. That didn't fit in with the metaphor. Okay, okay great. Um, <laughs> All oh, over their ears? Okay. Uh, also, um, just because it's going to happen, uh, this is the Seafair Festival in Seattle, which means that the goddamn fucking Blue Angels are flying over my house and into my butt. At least that's how it feels from the vibration and noise standpoint. This so, isn't the news section, Mike. If you hear fighter jets... <laughs> kids this because they happened and we're not going to edit around that oh we'll i mean see. we can but you yeah know. now if i edit them all out and it never happens it's going to be just a weird thing you said at the beginning then, well that's you fun. can edit that out too oh okay, that's true that's true Great. um <laughs> all right back to the yeah back to the shit um, feedback and corrections and all that yes uh one still technical thing to note we had people write in that there were issues with the episodes where they were truncating after 15 to 20 minutes yeah. and or there were episodes that sounded very garbled and odd. Supposedly, thank you for the people that, that let me know about that. There were enough people that it was like a thing. So that should have been fixed mm-hmm. according to our podcast hosting provider. Mm-hmm. If you hear that again going forward, re-download or whatever the, the episode, make sure it's a, it's a fresh feed. And if it still happens, let us know because we're we're thinking it shouldn't be. Um, and thanks. Yeah, if, if shit like that happens, feel free to let us know. And that's useful then if a bunch of people say something's going on, it's helpful for because I don't always know. Yeah. Um, next, pegging. Yeah. Feedback. Feedback. Yeah. This is a really good comment that we got on Twitter. Um, so someone said that I'll just read it. Just heard the pegging episode, and I've got to disagree. If I, as a non-cis person without a natal dick, bang someone in the ass with a strap-on, that is just fucking. Pegging calls out the fact that it's a fake, when I'd much rather be using my own but can't. So if it's a trans mask doing the topping, at the very least, ask what he wants you to call the act. So that's a good, we talked about, like any gender can do it, but that's a good particular note that is really important to think about, you know, if especially like, you know, trans man or trans mass person is doing the topping. Yeah. I mean, from now on, whenever I top, I'm going to call it pegging. <laughs> even if it is with your natal dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if it is with my natal dick. Um, also, they said uh, Kyle is the Ernie and Mike is the Bert. 
Okay, no. I disagree. Yep, I'm being burnt right now. Okay, never mind. You're right. <laughs> what, do you want to look up in a book why that's wrong? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, thank you for that. Well, and then we also got the comment on Patreon from, from a trans person. I waited to see if you mentioned this, but non-penis owners tend to put on strap-ons too high. If you put it on and it's pointing straight in front of you, you've probably got it on too high. Like you guys said, it should have contact with your clit, which means that it will be lower and will be pointing at the floor. Too high, it'll look like a cartoon. Lower it and it'll actually look natural, like it belongs where you put it. Hopefully you've seen a penis or two before you attempt pegging, if only to compare. The first time I wore a strap-on, it would bibbity-bob when I laughed, which would make it bibbity-bob worse, which would make me laugh harder. Takeaway, your first pegging experience may not get past you laughing your ass off. But for this, for this trans person, pegging is an appropriate word, which is why I liked the end of that comment, which is just like, ask. Yeah. Ask what is the right nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. Also, laughing while putting on a strap on and calling it bibbity poppity booze is my favorite <laughs> mental image. Okay, next. Hmm. I mentioned on an episode, oh, maybe it was pegging, that, a, that, that the percentage of straight men that have received anal sex, and then you correctly mentioned that the number I had doesn't, could have meant they gave, gave it instead of to taking it. So I found numbers, the future method it has a website with an article by Dr. Evan Goldstein and uh, they did research uh, of 880 people in the U.S. with active sex lives. So just keep in mind, it's a smaller. It's just people with active sex lives. What they have done, and for if anybody got rejected for not being active enough, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> like the monkeypox vaccine all over again. For straight men, 10 percent of them have received for pegging. Okay. Um, for uh, and other just butt stuff about straight dudes, because while we're here, why not? Yeah. Um, uh, percentage of straight men who have used anal toys and fingers from someone else doing it is 43%. Hmm. They have used anal toys or fingers on themselves is 40%. So, like, there's a very... I thought, the like, if you did it yourself, that'd be a way bigger number than a small... But, like, if you do it yourself, it's like... Maybe it just means, like, you're interested, so you're gonna... Yeah. It's very... The next step is ask someone else to do it, maybe. Yeah. Um, and received analingus is 32%. That seems so high to me, but okay. Oh, that seems, I mean, comparatively, that seems low to me. I would think, like, licking my butt is the easiest of all the options, and the, like, feels like it might feel the le the least gay out of all the options, mm. but I don't know. Yeah, th that's the numbers. Lastly. Yeah. I was on an episode of Disability After Dark. Yeah, you so, were. So, Andrew Gerza, friend of the show, he's been on multiple times, we've been on his show, episode 304, it's called I'm Depressed, I'm Not a Bad Person, and I'm there. Go listen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> your your non visual gestures were unhelpful. I, I, for this. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna make a joke about you being actually a bad person. Oh, but, then oh. I did. <laughs> but it's not because I'm depressed, right? Or is I don't know. <laughs> Great. Do you have anything else? Uh, and just just an update. Okay, we need to. I don't know. Do I do updates to the news at the beginning of the news? I could or, not like, care less. Okay, great. Do. Great. Uh, one one update. Uh, Brittany Griner, which we've done that news story a couple of times, the WNBA star was convicted by a Russian court and has been sentenced to nine years in prison. One article I saw said sentenced to nine years and sentenced with a maximum of nine years. No, the maximum was 10 years and the judge was lenient and gave her nine. Oh, fuck. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that happened. But hopefully we'll pr prisoner swap. Yeah. That sounds hot for some reason. It sounds like... <laughs> Suns, what's the website? Sunspot.com. 
I don't know. Don't familydick.com. <laughs> so I don't know. This is highly inappropriate for this news story. All right. Um so now the news? Yeah. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 I just decided we'll do updates to the news stories after the news theme, but starting in the future. I don't want to make your editing. You life. should do. You should do like read the news stories, and then if there are any updates to news, <gasps> do that at the end. Mind blown, Kyle. Great. Here's the new news stories, and any updates would be again what just whatever. I appreciate you. I okay, and you appreciate me more because last time I said I I was in control of where I put it, and I put it in the place you thought it should be. <laughs> The news theme song that is <laughs> speaking making my making myself wrong and you correct through my editing process. So don't say I never give to you. Sure, sure. Thank you for that gift, Kyle. <laughs> uh, news the first um, Hungarian. <laughs> sure, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban um, is now speaking or has been speaking at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Are you familiar with CPAC? I've just seen it come up in the news and it's been like, hey, let's be terrible and homophobic together. It is the worst. <laughs> it's like, it's for me, it is like a train wreck. Mm-hmm. You can't look away, mm-hmm. even though you probably should because you're going to be scarred for life mm-hmm. if you actually see something happen that's bad. Yeah. Anyway, he is the prime minister of Hungary and is a fuck-faced dickbag asshole. So, of course, CPAC loves him and they're like, <laughs> come speak. But... uh he he spoke about like quote an institution of marriage is a union of one man and one woman to sum it up the mother is a woman the father is a man and leave our kids alone to wild applause mm-hmm. but uh it, it talking about gender ide- ideology and grooming and like just just so terrible but i really this made me laugh um uh, he said quote children must be protected from gender ide- ideology and sexual orientation programs in schools without parental consent we decided we don't need more genders. We need less drag queens and more Chuck Norris. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I've never heard it said that way. Right. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is what is with people's obsession with Chuck Norris? Like all the Chuck Norris memes about like how, how badass he is. That like, kind of I mean, that's kinda of, we did that for a while and then we I haven't heard Chuck Norris be the central meme of a th- like thing in well, quite a quite a while. Yeah, Hungary's way behind, right? Mm. They're they, all of their they're still watching like the Matrix for the first time. Their whatever. internet like, gets there like ten years later. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And their hairstyles and jeans, yeah. apparently as well um but yeah yeah just i we we need less drag queens and more chuck norris is just that sums up the right in a really good way (laughs) i think it's going to be interesting when the right doesn't understand what they're doing and eventually abolishes all gender they keep saying like we need less gender and pretty soon you're not gonna be able to talk about any gender and so they're going to accidentally build this world where there's no gender and like will secretly win through their their own just ignorance you know people are like no pronouns when they don't even know what the fuck a pronoun is yeah they just know that they hear us talking about it a bunch. Yeah. They will they will accidentally abolish gender themselves. Yeah. Define socialism. Can't. Yeah. But yeah. Um the, the, or the whole thing about like they're so far right they're left again or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a big circle. Politics <laughs> is a round circle, a flat circle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fuck that guy. Fuck CPAC. Fuck anybody who went there. 
but don't actually because well, evil people don't deserve unless sex. You, unless you record it and post it on the <laughs> internet to out closeted <laughs> shitty people. News the second. So Angelica Ross of Pose fame is making her Broadway debut as the first trans lead in the revival of the musical Chicago. She will be playing Roxy Hart in an eight week limited engagement. The first show will take place at Ambassador Theater in New York City on September 12th. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I fucking love seeing all the post stars and like what they're doing now. And like some are going to Broadway and, you know, a lot of music coming from them. And just like that was such an amazing show. I, I want the cast to like keep go- doing awesome things. I didn't watch Pose because I'm a bad gay. But apparently she played Candy Ferocity in Pose. If that helps you dial in who she is. And she was also Nurse Rita in American Horror Story. Um, so the last person to play Roxy Hart was Pamela Anderson, which, (laughs) which now I want to know more about that. Did she sing with her mouth? Apparently Pamela Anderson performed as the same character in her own limited run earlier this year. Hmm. Uh, Anthony Allen Ramos, uh, who's the VP of communications and talent at GLAAD said, quote, Chicago's Roxy Hart is one of the most recognizable, iconic and beloved characters in the history of Broadway. And a true talent like Angelica Ross will delight audiences with her impressive acting, singing and performance skills. She's gorgeous. Uh, news the last. I just. What? Your face was upset. I know. Or, I'm so sorry. Or you don't want to do this or something. Beyonce's seventh album, <laughs> Renaissance, is <laughs> has been released. Uh, it was released last Friday on the 29th of July. You are so annoyed that you're at, you're like actively annoyed at yourself yeah. right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, she dedicated it to, quote, the most fabulous gay man I've ever known. My Kyle. Kyle gets sorry no someone who like died and her relative I shouldn't okay her her uncle yeah her uncle Johnny so so I just we keep going around and around about like what makes a gay icon Mm. and like especially if they don't actually do anything for the gay community and I just feel like okay sure she had a gay uncle and he's dead and now she's dedicating this album to him and like does that does that count as advocacy i don't really think so but like of course the gays fucking love her and everything that she does which she is magical and wonderful and i appreciate all of that but also like is this is this should this be gay news Mm. i like anyway um i i did read news stories talking about there are you know many queer people and trans people that worked on this album so that's a cool kind of thing that i didn't read any more of or know more about but like i know big frida is there yeah other other names although that was a sample right yeah yeah. i mean but like hey uh, well i don't know if you i'd include us all over the place yeah sample us (laughs) i also keep thinking back to um sarah of sarah talk miss talk miss talk uh if you're nasty nasty, said (laughs) that the question of is it an atheist issue? This is back in our atheism episode. Is it an atheist issue? It is if it is an issue to atheists, and oh. that stood out to me of like it doesn't have to be necessarily about God or religion to like. But what matters to atheist people? And if it is, then so I don't know. Yeah, I think well, Derek wanted me to talk about Taylor Swift's airplane, and maybe maybe I should have. Oh yeah, well I her dumb defense is like. Well, I wasn't even on it. It's like, honey, it's your fucking plane. I don't care. like the the contents of the plane is less important than what it's spewing out. So like, fucking stop lending it to people. Then I don't know what you. Yeah, great. I, yeah, 
Fuck you, her. Fuck her in general. Sure. Yeah. I hate her so much. Everyone <laughs> be be mad about that because I like hate male, except I don't actually care. Yeah. I love males. Yeah. Um, Beyonce said in an emotional oh, speech. Oh, we're still. Okay, sure. Let's keep going. Quote, he lived his truth. He was brave and unapologetic during a time when this country wasn't as accepting and witnessing his battle with HIV was one of the most painful experiences I've ever lived. I'm hopeful that his struggle helped to open pathways for other young people to live more freely. LGBTQIA rights are human rights. Thanks, Beyonce. Thanks, girl. Uh, what I what I really enjoyed in our uh, latest Patreon happy hour. Thanks to everyone who joined. <laughs> that was a question that you did, like going around to talk about what you think. And most people were like, I haven't heard it, which <laughs> I thought was very fit. It's like a, a great, like representation of there are plenty of people who don't give a shit about Beyonce and that's fine because there's so many other people that would be like, you're not gay then or what, you know, whatever, make them feel like shit. And uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that's a, a perfect example of things we do on this show and what, why we talk about it. That's the news. I would like to thank the following people that are what we do and why we talk about them, and that's Patreon people. Great. There are new Patreon members whose names I will say forthwith. Great. Florian, you had to do this to me. You knew when you included your own last name that that would then result in me trying to say it. <laughs> Also, I know that bitch. I know that bitch too. Yeah. Florian Joklitschke. <laughs> it's like German, so there's like 10 consonants in a row that I don't know how to say all of them in a row. I think a J in German always makes a Y, if you would like to try that again. Well, Y are not getting me to say it again, so there you go. And also, thank you to New York Nick. Nick the Dick? He'll come in a New York minute. Okay, uh, go to Patreon. Big Dick Nick? I, you can keep saying names of Nicks in your personal life, but that's not going to be interesting to anyone else. Okay. okay. That doesn't mean... I don't know. Why. Okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Patreon. Nothing you say matters. I know. That's true. Okay. That was mean back. Now we're even. Okay. Patreon.com slash Gayish Podcast. If you want to bonus episodes, content, add free episodes, meet us to say about and then yell at each other during your name. Mm-hmm. Comping? Do you want to talk about... Camping? Camping. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Usually. Somebody somebody suggested this one. No. Uh, Mike. What? Oh, the thing I was going to say when I talked about gay uh, campgrounds uh. is Bob on Spaces requested us to, that we talk about gay ca- gay campgrounds, but we're not doing that yet. Okay, great. I even put a note while we were before. Eh, you just like spoiled the fun. Uh, okay. You're not actually. I don't know why. I'm, okay. Uh, usually you. Thanks, Bob. We'll get to you. <laughs> just just uh, hold on for one second. Can we call him Bibbity Bob? Sure. <laughs> Usually, when we start out, if it's relevant, we do the history of something. Yeah. And uh, but I didn't. What are you? What are you planning on talking about? Can we talk about the history of really? camping. Yeah. There was actually. I was curious about when camping became became camping because yeah. at one point it was just live. You were just living. Yep. And then it, it, I'm guessing the next phase of comping is then like. Well, my dad goes outside sometimes too, so it's not. It doesn't need a separate name. It's like some people live inside and some people are outside, and that. So it had to be far enough away from the living outside that then we called it a specific thing. Yeah. So we did will, I just do the history of comping myself? Basically, you did. Okay. You did. You did almost almost the whole thing. Yeah. So um, I mean, the the issue here is there is no like universally held definition of what is camping and what isn't. There are like some elements that it's like porn. You know it when you see it or whatever. But um. There's there's the 
there's a common combination of intent and what you're doing that seems to be part of what has to be in play for it to be camping. For instance, living in a tent, that's not camping. People experiencing homelessness mm. do that all the time. Mm. It's the I'm choosing to go live in a tent for a short period of time that makes it camping. Like, you, you, go ahead. You can respond to that. No, I'm not responding to that. I'm just re responding to the general premise of talking about what the definition of comping is. Because, yes, there are all these things, but is that any interesting at all to anyone? Is oh. defining this word. I think it's interesting. Okay, okay. But, you know, whatever. You, you make up roughly half of the hosts of this show. So yeah. I guess. <laughs> Half-ish. <laughs> uh, we call, like, a summer camp camping. Like, we send kids off to conversion therapy or, <laughs> or <laughs> other kinds of camp. And... <laughs> It's that's you. That's really just like get the fuck out of my house while you're on summer vacation, Timmy. Yeah. And yeah. but it's is that really camping? Is there like inside in like bunk beds and and um, then there's also like being in an RV that gets called camping when like mm -hmm. that's just a smaller house that has wheels. It's like <laughs> it's not really. But I guess it's camping because you go to a campground. It's just my my point is that like it is kind of ambiguous. Okay. You don't think so. No, no, no. I, 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 I agree that there is no hard and fast definition. I also just think that, but we all know that, and we, we know, we know what we think camping is, and I, so I just, yeah. We should always break it down and not assume. I don't think that's true, but but that's okay. That's uh, okay. All right. Well, so the British claim that they invented camping, and the history of recreational camping goes back to a dude named Thomas Hiram Holding, and uh, he was a tailor. So, not not gay, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's sort of not true. Like camping was happening by the 1880s on on the t the River Thames because apparently the Victorians loved to like go boating, and somehow that's connected to the camping hmm. anyway. But uh, this dude Thomas Holding he wrote the first edition of the Camper's Handbook in 1908. And he founded the Association of Cycle Campers, now called the Camping and Caravanning Club, which is still around. Oh. So he and his family had gone to the United States, and they rode in a wagon train, and they did some stuff that's sort of like modern camping, like every night when they were, they'd set up a camp on this wagon train. Yeah, he basically like invented a small lightweight tent that could be strapped to a bicycle and went on a three-day camping tour in the southwest of Ireland with his son Frank and two friends. And uh, th then he wrote this book and basically gets credit for inventing camping, at least the modern incarnation of it, which is, I'm choosing to go enjoy the outdoors with equipment of some kind in a not permanent way away from people in society um yeah the first commercial campground in the world was cunningham's camp um near the isle of man it opened in hmm. eight, 1894 and uh in 1906 thomas holdings group the association of cycle campers uh, they opened their first camping site in weybridge in 1906 did i already say 1906 anyway and then in in the united states william henry harrison murray wrote a book called Camp Life in the Adirondacks in 1869. And apparently a whole bunch of people then like showed up to the Adirondacks that summer mm. because the book was so approachable that mm. like, it, this is how like memes worked back in the day. They were books. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, camping, the modern concept of camping, like the way that we think about it is about 130 years old, give or take. I guess that's all I have. Was there, in your research, did you, I see it as a straight stereotype. Did you come across anything gay or straight about it? What's About camping? Yeah, but we're going to talk about that, I think, in a little uh, oh. a future a future segment on this oh. this here show because camping yeah i agree is, a, is like a, a straight stereotype because it has all these overtones of like family mm-hmm. and um that you know white picket fence you and your two and a half kids take the dog out to the woods or whatever yeah but there's also a, a whole bunch of homoeroticism about it that's happened for a long time and, and i'm going to talk about that later okay. so but you said you have gata i i'm going to tell you some gata this is based on the 20 20- 21 article on lgbtqnation.com by uh, Juwan J. Holmes. And they, this article talks about a study, uh, the 2021 North American Camping Report. I don't know. Because we need that. Um, (laughs) Sponsored by KOA. So they're like a camping campground ground of America. So just keep in mind their bias is towards wanting people to camp. Promoting camping and spelling camping correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is. Ooh. I thought that was the fan turning on for some reason. I did. Wow. Um, it is, although it is the North American camping report, it just includes us and Canada from what I can tell, which is that that's not what North America is, but do Mexicans not camp? Uh, no, we don't see them. We don't know. Okay. No, we haven't studied it. So no one would know. Great. <laughs> we have no idea. Camping is considered, uh, especially by the, person interviewed uh, during this the president of the the koa camping is has been considered predominantly caucasian people baby boomers and that is what you're squinting yes yeah okay thinking is that true is that true is it a white people thing i think it has been yeah okay great go ahead white people let us know in the comments um uh in 2021 especially during covid saw a big increase in the number of people that were camping during that year 48 million people camped at least once and that was six million more than the previous year in the u.s or in the north in in the north North america America. the the non-mexican north america yes okay great yeah the racist view of what north america is yeah this seems uh, like a lot it just seems like a lot 48 million people that's crazy okay and a, and gr- to a- add six million people i mean it makes sense because no one could do jack shit else so yeah well remember when it was like oh the outside i can't get covid outside mm-hmm. let's do everything outside yeah, yeah 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 um which you all went camping but i did not because i was still nervous about it so yeah uh during covid um also again all this is during 2020 uh 60 percent of first-time campers were non-white so uh it does appear to be growing in uh its diversity 12 percent everyone can poop in a hole regardless of skin tone yeah good news (laughs) um and of all of the same-sex households 12 percent of them went camping okay so that's how how much we like it or how much we care about it. That seems low, but maybe that's because we're in Seattle and I think that they're more outdoorsy, campy gays mm, here. Probably, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, the that has continued an upward trend since 2015, at least. Um, in 2015, it was six percent. So it is a growing number of LGBTQ people mm-hmm. that are going comping. Sixty-one mm-hmm. percent of children in same-sex households went camping, and sixty-one percent. Yeah. So that suggests that like gays that have kids go camping more than the ones that don't. It might be gay. Well, 51, 54% of children in other households 
went. So it it seems to be more yeah, like more likely than the average family that you like LGBT people would bring their their kids huh. along with them. Not a whole bunch, but at least a little <clears throat> bit. So yeah, it would make sense if it's a that's a more family friendly thing to do when you're LGBT because you know a lot of our events are not. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah. and. 35% of LGBTQ campers were glamping. Oh, yeah. Which overall, it was actually 36%. So it's I would expect that we would all glamp and not camp because of our, you know, this is my stereotypes about myself and other gays that we're all like prissy and don't want to like poop anywhere but a yeah. pre-made what makes factory it, what, made hole. What makes it glamping to you? Um, amenities. Amenities? Yeah. Such as? Like how many do you have to have to call it glamping? Uh, three and a half. Great. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, the, there, the, you uh, probably have like toilets and running water. You probably have at least a yurt or something that is more like physical structure that you're staying in, maybe like pre-existing bed or something that's beyond a, uh, you know, just just your sleeping bag. Um, I don't know. Maybe like twinkle lights. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I I think I think of electricity for some reason as being mm. a requirement of glamping, but I like maybe maybe not. I think that's one of the possible available amenities, but I would say like going to a yurt where there are um like beds already there. Oh, I guess there was electricity when I went. I did that once with the now X that um for our anniversary and there was yeah, there was electricity there. Yeah, maybe that might be a more prevalent in camping. Like you got to be able camping. to run a blender, I think, so that you can make margaritas. <laughs> I was going to say you're like protein shake or whatever <laughs> oh, the fuck no. <laughs> buff gay dudes do. Uh, I so I was surprised to see that it was in line with non-gays. Yeah. So, good for us. We're just as hearty. Yeah. Yeah. We would equally make a good cannibalism stew. Because we're equally as hearty. Great. Okay. I'm just saying I, if. I'm not uh, saying do it. I'm just saying if you were to make a stew out of a human, <laughs> you wouldn't taste too much of a difference between gays and straights. Okay. Hey. Equally seasoned. Seasoning? I don't know. You don't uh. know. I'm not saying seasoned. I'm just saying the hardiness of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. You you go now. <laughs> Have you okay? Well, so have you? When's the last time you went camping? The last time I went camping is I don't know when's the last time we went with our D and D group because that would have been the last time. Yeah, before the pandemic. We've three gotten, years ago, maybe we've gotten bougier over time, and that might be like a function yeah. of like having jobs. But yeah. like we used to go like dirt camping together, and now we are like in the fanciest of Airbnbs, like near camping yeah. or near the water. <laughs> we want the all the process to be the same, except do you arrive at a pile of dirt or do you arrive at a home? Like right. that's the biggest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. When's the last time you went camping? Um. Gosh, I think with the D and D group when mm. when you didn't go during, mm. during the pandemic, um, that was like full on camp. Like set up your tent, yeah, do do the thing, yeah, poop in a hole. No, we had we had an outhouse actually, but well, what is an outhouse but a hole with stuff built around it? True, mm-hmm. that's deep. Yeah, <laughs> just like your poop. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So I wanted to talk to you about like why is camping gay mm. or how is camping gay mm-hmm. or like what so i mean we, we just talked about how it, the stereotype is that it isn't gay yeah and i think that's because of what would like the glamping aspect that we were talking about is like gays are assumed to be like prissier and to need their amenities to 
like women, like uh, worry about their fingernails and need all their clothes and, you know, they're, they're all of the all the things you can't do when you're comping. Yep. So so do you OK, first, do you do you think of camping like just dudes camping as being homoerotic or is it just anytime there are dudes doing anything, it's homoerotic or do you not have that association at all? I didn't think about it until you said it, but what do I want it to be? Right. Or what is it really? <laughs> no, I, I think just like we say, like straight dudes are super gay. Anytime you get a bunch of dudes around and especially like go in like, like the locker room or like go in places that are like just them hanging out. I think it gets a little gay. So I, yeah, I guess now that I think about it, it's one of those times that like they'll probably get a little gay. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm not quite sure how to connect all of the dots, but about like camping is fundamentally homoerotic mm. and um, the there's this whole theory I was reading uh, in Outfront magazine in an article titled "The History of Homoerotic Cowboy Imagery," mm. but discussing how camping has sort of inherited a bunch of homoerotic overtones from a whole bunch of cultural and historical things. So, Whoa. like, has it, has comping been gay since the start of comping? Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Hmm. Well, so um, uh, social historians. Uh, 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 Quote, according to GLBTQ Archive, social historians believe that male-on-male relationships were pretty common in work communities. So you had people that were working on the railroad, you had um, uh, cowboys, you had uh, other like hard labor type jobs mm, that involved so getting just, just the men together because it was male work, but they would stay together in a, a, a camp and and that anytime historically that you have that happen there's always at least rumors if not actual behavior of like they're fucking each other yeah right i and, just got really nervous that the reason we consider events where it's only men hang out together is because we consider men having emotional attachments and relationships with other men inherently gay because men aren't supposed to have any kind of emotions and then i just was like oh shit am i contributing by saying straight men are so gay by saying that they have like any kind of relationship with another dude that's gay that i'm like contributing to men shouldn't have like attachments or or be any kind of emotional ew Hmm? i don't know know. or is it just fun or is it just (laughs) this article says uh, it explains the allure of the strapping pair of male sailors or the reason that bear culture fetishizes the lumberjack look Hmm. um that that uh quote while there isn't direct evidence of sexual behavior photographs and memoirs do tell us that men in these communities slept together at night groomed each other ate together bathed together they even held stag dances where men took other men as their dates. I don't like the word groomed each other. Do you mean physically combed each other's hair or what have you? And and and, and or shaved each other because there weren't mirrors. Like. And or convinced them since a young age to become gay. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, so cowboys in westerns are often depicted as loners and heroes, too cool and aloof to settle down with a woman. But also th- when they are... When there are other people around in a cowboy's depiction, uh, it's usually it's other cowboys and they camp together. And there's a weird homoeroticism that's sort of inherited from these other things there. Mm. The best example of which is Brokeback Mountain, right? Like they fuck while they're camping. And that works as a meme because we're already sort of primed to view dudes camping together as being this. They're away from the lady folk. They're where they can't get caught. Penises feel good. They're dressed so, all sexy so, and tight jeans and stuff. So they do stuff. And they're riding bareback. 
I mean, that I mean, we've said this before, but like that's the most unbelievable part of that movie that like Heath Ledger could just like a little bit of spit and fuck a virgin like no problem the first time. It's like that's not how that works at all. Maybe he's like one of those old timey peggers. Maybe he, Jake Chillenhall had been sitting on the bedpost for a while. Mm. <laughs> Am I into that? What was that? Did you just come a little bit? God help us, Kyle. Did you just uh, mini orgasm? I, yeah, maybe so. Okay. I just, I, Jake Gyllenhaal sitting on a peg to be ready for Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's not not hot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so then you also it, it, there's a cart and horse problem here, but um, the Boy Scouts of America and then the Girl Scouts by extension have this sort of homoeroticism built into it as well right Hmm. and like you take a bunch of boys who are horny and hormonal and going through puberty and blah 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 and you send them out into the woods with a probably gay pack leader and you know you've got there's a really problematic constellation of stuff happening of like you take dudes away from society and gay stuff is going to happen that's a message that we've already received Mm -hmm. Then you add this like awkward, exploratory, sexually confusing time of life. You add the problematic but still very prevalent idea that gay men are pedophiles, and you have these troop leaders that are what? I'm. I mean, they they were very homophobic. I'm surprised you mentioned Boy Scouts as homoerotic because they are very explicitly homophobic by banning gay people. So are are they more? I did do not assume that it is a gay troop leader. I assume that they intentionally banned gay troop leaders. Right. Yeah. But I I I also think that there's like the psychological phenomenon of like the biggest homophobes are actually latent homosexuals, Mm. like that happening on an organizational level maybe. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I there there are a lot of sources of homoerotic symbolism when it comes to camping and we have a lot of institutions like boy scouts like cowboys etc where dudes camp together and there's the presumption of maybe some homoerotic stuff i just never would have thought to put boy scouts in that that um area yeah well i'm reminded of the uh, canteen boy sketch which was on saturday night live which was actually really controversial alec baldwin had a sketch where he was the boy scout troop leader and adam sandler was the canteen boy and um like it is full on like alec baldwin like has his big old hairy chest out and it like is trying to snuggle up to adam sandler and Mm. all of that was funny slash not funny yeah. at at the time, and it's 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 because it's because of all of this hmm. stuff that I'm touching on. Yeah, yeah. I don't touch on it. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I wonder maybe like maybe the backlash more than I knew, and making it super homophobic was in response to it. Like maybe sketches like this, or the vibe that it had, what maybe some kind of like homoerotic vibes more. The more that hap- like you hear that in popular culture, people believe it or or what have you. Maybe that causes the homophobic rules because they want to make sure no one thinks of them as gay at all. Yeah, so. yeah. It's also interesting to me that the we don't have the same. And I don't. I mean, we can guess, but uh, uh, we don't have the same homoerotic overtones to similar things that women do. Mm. Like convents have a bunch of like lesbians and 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 rumored lesbians. So, end of list. Softball teams like 
we've, we've talked about this over and over again in different ways. For whatever reason, female homosexual behavior is less threatening to mm-hmm. Western culture. Yeah. And um, so we don't have the same sort of fears and, and, and backlashes to what, what they do. Which yeah, is, I mean, for, for whatever reason, it's because the men, the patriarchy, is more okay with female sexuality because they think it's about them and they think two women kissing is hot and two dudes kissing is gross. And like because they are the ones in charge, that structure then falls down to, you know, beliefs. Yep. That's, my, I mean, yep. that's my quick summary. I But I think there's something interesting about, I think you're right, that men hanging out with young children is presumed that they are pedophiles and pedophiles people presume that gay men are pedophiles so i could see that like the steps of those that logic so and i mean we were just talking about you know i mentioned any kind of like straight men having any kind of emotional relationship or attachment to anyone you know goes it's even worse for any man that has any kind of relationship with a child or you see a man with a child you make these assumptions and you know there's there's this shitty mixture of like men are more likely to I, what, whatever murder attack assault yeah, people sure. so there's like partly that but then uh, the you know i don't know it, it, just a, a male camp leader being assumed like what like asking why would you want to hang out with kids is like men just like women want to help kids and want and maybe have kids and want to share their i don't know like it sucks that Anytime we are around a child, I like feel very uncomfortable being around children, partially because I don't want people to like make, especially if I look more outwardly gay or if I'm dressed in certain ways, I'm like, I don't want to get around your kid because I don't want anyone to even like say or think anything about me. Yep. Well, and then I agree. I absolutely agree. I have the same anxiety. And then I also will sometimes then get mad about that and just go like, over the top like Mm. i'm hanging out with your child now like (laughs) um being really kind of aggressive about Mm. it which that's performative and and not not great either but like because there's this little voice in the back of my head that's like just just be the best gay example you can (laughs) yeah and like maybe you can chip away at that stereotype by just being an awesome example of that not happening yeah which that's just so dumb yeah hey look everyone not pedophiling right, isn't yeah. that cool <laughs> yeah, right. how cool is that <laughs> totally gay not a pedophile <laughs> Woo! Yep. look at me yep indeed indeed uh, the, the last thing that i'll say about all of this i i think it is is the the idea of compartmentalization brokeback mountain touches on this uh, quite a bit also but th- the fact that a, a a two dudes or a small number of dudes going elsewhere it, it, there's a compartmentalizing that happens. They're away from society. It is term limited. It's just a one-off thing. So it's like they they sort of create a closet that they can be in mm. together for that small period of time. There's, yeah. It, it, am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I think that there's there's something happening there psychologically or, or socio- sociologically that there's a it's compartmentalized and therefore safer. Big old quotes around safer to to experiment or not necessarily conform to all of societal expectations and um that's that there's a there's a there's a vibe there yeah Uh, yeah i'm not gay it's just sometimes when i'm in the woods i touch dick you know it's not it's not about me it's like oh the location there's something about it or that's help i don't know yeah and what what happens camping can stay camping and like you're not going to get caught or nobody's going to see or everybody that sees was involved and therefore equally culpable there's a there's 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 a psychological safety that's created by that framing yeah 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 um 
Okay, I want to talk about a... That was a lot of, like, stereotypes and, and overtones about queer people camping. I want to talk about a more positive current example of why someone might camp and what the benefits are. So I was going to look up a bunch of people's, queer people's, like, quotes and experiences with comping. But instead, I just found this one article that I really liked. And I'm going to talk about that. Okay. So this is a 2022, that's this year, Pop Sugar article. Ooh, hi, people are listening to the back catalog. And it's not 22 anymore. Good for you. Um, <laughs> this article is by Annalise Mans. <laughs> I don't know why I got a hiccup in the middle of that. Okay. Why would a queer person go comping? Quote, as well as being someone in the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, shit. Who is this about? Who's who's saying this? Someone is saying this. Uh, Kenji, you, you, you or her? I'm, I'm saying it. <laughs> I am the vocal conduit for Kenjo O'Donnell. Okay. Quote, as well as being someone in the LGBTQ plus community, I'm also mixed and also am neurodivergent. And that's a lot of intersectionalities that exist in my life on a day-to-day basis. And whenever I'm out in nature, whether I'm with my friends or I'm by myself, I don't have to wear all these different masks to blend in with the rest of society. Hmm. And that part reminded me of talking about queer spaces where when you go to queer spaces, you get to drop some of the everyday kind of guards you have up or you don't have to worry as much about the microaggressions and all the shit that society brings to you. And that seemed to be a similarity in talking about why a queer person, some of the values that a queer person might find. And I definitely understand when you're standing around nature, like nature is not homophobic and nature is <laughs> not going to treat you differently. You know, a barrel each and no matter what. So like, that's cool. of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which kind of bear? <laughs> yes. Um, Kent uh, O'Donnell also is part of the Venture Out Project, which Venture Out is a backpacking. They do backpacking and wilderness trips for the queer and trans community. Um, hmm. Apparently they are nationwide, but most of the events when I looked at their website was were in Utah or Vermont. That's just the ones I saw. But it seemed like a pretty cool organization. So we have, you know, queer centric organizations that do a lot of comping events. They provide all the or most of the gear that people need. They are alcohol and substance free. I saw an event that was for plus size people. They do training, like corporate trainings to help understand more about the transgender nonconforming communities. They do stuff with families and whatever. So cool thing that uh, exists and that Kenja's involved in. Venture out with Venture Out. Venture Out Project with Venture Out Project. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that Kenja talked about in this article, or it was an interview, um, they said one of the things they have to think about or ask themselves that might may prevent them from doing more of it is, what am I going to do with my hair? Which, what? As someone who is mixed, or, or okay, I, as a white person, don't often think about my hair as much as people of color, black people. Um, so that's what Kenja was talking about, like, I don't see other people of color or black people forget how she, how they framed it. But that is a concern that I don't have and have to think about. And is one of those things that is both important to the black community or people of color and would never think to address that or answer that or think about what you have to do with that. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, um, 
can be preventative if you don't see other people like you that are doing this thing. So no one knows everyone will have like I as well thought like, what do you mean? You just kind of let it be hair. Like, right, yeah. I, I would never think to try to address this to help more people go comping. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I also think like there's a there's a there's a length of time issue there too, right? Mm. Like I'm like pretty sure for like a weekend you'd be okay, I I assume. Maybe but, not, but like mm. I don't I don't know. Mm. Other things, uh there were some hikes where we had some really difficult conversations about the oh, this is a quote. I didn't say that. That wouldn't have been clear. Quote <laughs> What? It's <laughs> great, go ahead. Quote. Mm-hmm. Beginning of quote. Right. I can't say now because that's not the quote. Next word. There were some hikes where we had some really difficult conversations about the state of the world right now, especially for queer folks, especially for black and indigenous people of color who are also queer folks. And this end of quote, mm-hmm. it is ended. Sure. The, this reminded me, this is me talking now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, every time I say, <laughs> going to clarify whether I'm talking or a quote, this Kyle is, says right now, <laughs> <laughs> There is something about comping with a group of people that even if they're new people, you like bond, you feel closer. There's there's something I don't know whether it's fire makes you talk more or there's something, though, like sitting outside at night or being in a physically different location that you're used to. But there's something about it that I think or like you're reflective because you're in nature. Maybe that's it. But there's something that enables bonding deeper conversations than just existing in regular life especially fire i think you're super right like there's something about it's dark and this is the safe place and we're all like staring into the fire collectively thinking about other things that should be on fire but also (laughs) also talking and like yeah there's a there's a for sure a bonding thing that happens just yeah yeah and i think that's a venture out project that makes sense then why that would be a good place to talk about difficult topics or you know, have things that people generally like fight over to be able to be more reflective. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was Kenja. That was not me. That was a quote. <clears throat> yeah. So there, there's something useful and this is something that, you know, talking about queer spaces where like going to a bar helps you drop, you know, there's similarities in comping that are, this is one of the ones that's different. Like, I don't think, I know being drunk, I guess could be conducive for having deep conversations, but probably ones that you don't remember are, are not actually interesting or meaningful yeah. that you just yeah. believe are. But this one feel that feels distinctly different from other queer spaces that you can do. How about getting drunk while camping that like, just layer these things on top of each other there were a lot of things that were like it's great you know because you won't you know it's different than bars because you won't like you know there aren't people getting drunk around i was like really (laughs) (laughs) last quote is quote one of the biggest struggles with the outdoor industry is just because it's not exclusive doesn't mean that it's necessarily inclusive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so some of the issues are it's expensive. You need gear. You have to pay usually fees and for, you know, access to the campgrounds or parking, what have you. You have to have transportation, which generally means a car to get to a place where you can go. Um, there's accessibility issues, which I would imagine. I don't, I can't imagine many campgrounds or hiking be inclusive for people that need a wheelchair like yeah, that. Yeah. And safety. And what uh, Kenja said is, quote, if you are a queer person and you are perceived as queer and you're on the trail and you're alone, unfortunately, you're in danger. That is something that can be very scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which I don't know how 
I just imagine if there there's the nice thing of I'm just with my friends and I'm safer and I'm not, you know, but if you run into someone, I just feel like they could kill you easier than in a city. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That just feels like there's easy burial grounds right there and not burial grounds. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. For sure feels true. I'm, I'm way more afraid of uh, like the other people on a trail than I am of like the animals. Like, huh? I don't know who I'm more afraid of. I don't, I guess just afraid of all of it all the time. Just afraid. I'm just constantly afraid. My head in my head. It's just, ah, that's what's happening all the time. Oh, Sorry, the therapist. It's not helping. Um, do you, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Oh, okay. Wait. The, so now I need to... Uh, I went out of order, but now should I talk about gay comp grounds? Sure. Okay. This was requested by Bob on Spaces. So, hey, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> this is your segment. Bibbidi Bob. Hope you like it because it's... Uh, it'll be... Okay. Um, I looked up a bunch of gay comp grounds and I tried to find the consent. I couldn't find, usually there are like articles about whatever topics on, you know, like vice or whatever, like why would people do this or what's the trend or like there was all I could find were a bunch of like, here are the top ones for LGBT people. So I just looked at a bunch of those and tried to find some of the themes and descriptions of the best gay comp grounds. So mm-hmm. here are some of the themes that I found. So it is more than I expected. It's very focused on the outdoors hiking nature part which like your first reaction may be like no fucking shit but like i may think i was a little bit thinking is it all about this is going to be a party or we're so gay and it's different and it's you know we have all the all this other shit or we're gonna get fucking hammered and you know whatever there was most of it most of the promotion or talking about these places were actually about the hiking and the nature included in it. sure yeah there's yeah. a little bit of me that makes me think that they were downplaying some of the other shit that we do but like uh, do you, you mean know. do you mean the drugs and the dancing i i didn't think about drugs but i guess that makes a lot of sense yeah uh drugs dancing drinking other things so i don't know banging yeah. banging um being naked mm-hmm. well that, yeah so clothing optional was something that came up pretty consistently as a lot of them uh, were clothing optional a lot of them were 21 plus there are some that are specifically kid friendly so that was out there too but more often i saw 21 plus uh uh grounds uh a lot of them uh required memberships so this Mm -hmm. is one of the ones that i went to is like you had to like people there were a lot of them were just you had to have a membership in an annual whatever to to go you just couldn't even or there was very little just individual weekend kind of availability yeah but but lots of them also you can get a day pass or a weekend pass you didn't have to have an annual membership i've seen that Mm. which is like steamworks yeah (laughs) (laughs) just like steamworks um a lot of them allies are welcome so just because it's an lgbtq lgbtq campground doesn't mean it's just them but you know of course ask or check uh, on the website and um, some also have like friends and family weekends so that kind of help makes it clear like hey just come during this time not normally that's i think your your hint mm-hmm. uh there were also some that indicated they were men only some indicated that they were women only or women focused um so there's uh, more so it seemed i just i was surprised when i saw the men only because i just assumed the default i don't know if this is me being shitty or mean just knowing what the assumptions are. i don't know it, i just assumed a lot of them were men focused and they would ex- so when they explicitly mentioned women only it was like we want to make sure that there's a space for you know women or, or women focused uh areas rv hookups were very common <laughs> but 
that could that could be either like connecting your RV to electricity and sewer and all of that, or it could be fucking in an RV. It's, oh. an, it's, it's an RV hookup. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you should fuck in an RV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better this, than in your sleeping bag. This campers are rocking. Don't come a knocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were mentions, even though it, I, I mentioned at first it was not exclusively focused on this. There were a lot more mentions than I would presume regular comp grounds. Talking about parties and nightlife. They had like special event weekends. A lot of them had heated pools, and I think that goes along with the naked retreat kind of thing that, like, you just, you're assumed that if it's clothing optional that you'll also have, like, a heated pool. I just think those go hand in hand. It's not camping. You can have a heated outdoor pool. There's, like, those occur in nature, like springs, like warm (laughs) springs or whatever. Hot springs. Okay, 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 okay. That is. (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm okay. Speaking of not not actually comping, there's all I just wrote down. Anytime I saw an amenity mentioned once, I just wrote it down. So these are all just like random things that I saw: dance floors, stores, shows, karaoke. A place had a cigar bar. Uh, one place had an ASL interpreter there most of the time. Wow. So I thought there are probably far more amenities than the average like non-gay place. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Um, TRC, which is a gay camp- campground just north of town here, that they have a foam party. Yeah, yeah. I heard... Okay, this is the one gay campground that I went to. I went to it a long time ago with an old boyfriend, and it was very... Like, it was someone brought us with them because they had an annual pass, which was very cool. The cool part about it was, like, they had a space that was their annual... They, they reserved an area, and there were, like, all these different areas, not just a person's individual but like there are different sections of different you know like groups like oh it's in the this section or whatever and it had definitely had amenities out the wazoo there was a generator there so there were actually like lights it was beautiful and no straight campground has ever had that many lights that i've yeah. ever seen before <laughs> and because there was a generator my boyfriend at the time could like cook actual like real good food on a like stove or whatever oh this was jay-z mm-hmm. okay go ahead um and the rumor was there was a phone party um that at one point in its past, someone had diarrhea while I was there, and that and that mixed with the foam to create a. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I've not I gone. Don't, I don't think that's how diarrhea works, but you never know. Gay diarrhea is a little Gay. different. <laughs> it's extra frothy. <laughs> For his pleasure, I don't know. Um, that uh, I did look up some of the TRC events that they had posted on their recent like Facebook posts. Well, on the patreon segment we're going to talk to somebody from trc that like mm. helps run this shit oh yeah yeah so we can ask them this will be a we can, maybe we can ask them about some of their events like the events were like labor day weekend they had an underwear party they had recently xxxmas there was a black forest black and blue ball <laughs> yeah so we'll ask trc more about their events and their gay campgrounds on patreon yeah we will yeah we will we should have gone yeah that'd be fun we can still go Mm. Eh. <laughs> if we're not doing it to generate content why would we do it right yeah. <laughs> exactly well i i want to talk to you about you mentioned this in in your segment just now i want to i want to talk to you about about one of the the male only campgrounds okay and a big old controversy about it so Ooh. we actually talked about this on the show i'm almost certain i i would have to like go back through the notes and that's way more work than i wanted to do but um but yeah i wanted to talk to you about camp boomerang which opened in 2021. <laughs> Unlike a, my boyfriends will come back to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so so they they weren't even open yet. It was February of 2021, and they had announced that they were going to be opening in the spring. And they created a private Facebook group for themselves and started amassing campers. Uh, it was going to be in uh, or is in uh, Orleans, Michigan, which is about 50 miles northwest of the state capital of Lansing. Anyway, Brian Quinn, who is uh, one of the guys that was trying to get this camp started, said, quote, Camp Boomerang is a private membership only RV parking campground that allows only guys. A guy, in terms of this discussion, is defined as a person with a penis. Oh, yeah. Who presents himself remember. as male and has a state issued ID that says male. We understand this statement, unfortunately, may not make everyone happy, but feel it needs to be clarified. It is our hope that everyone who visits Camp Boomerang enjoys a comfortable, safe, non-confrontational environment going forward. Being a private membership-only entity allows us the ability to build a like-minded atmosphere. We don't mean for this to come off as a like-it-or-leave-it attitude, but we feel it's necessary for everyone to know exactly what our vision is for Camp Boomerang. So, yeah, that's the right face. And the whole internet made that face and really, really jumped in this guy's shit. So there's a uh, a blog called Have a Gay Day, not Have a Nice Gay, <laughs> um, that posted screenshots of these posts from this private Facebook group. And um, then the word got out and, and, and shit got crazy. So then he doubled down uh, when, when confronted um, with all of this you know, you're being anti-trans, you asshole, said, quote, let's be real here. If we let women that act like men in oh, and they okay. go and they go before it's hinted and now it's stated like, and they go naked at the pool. That's when it's obvious that there's no penis. Sorry to put it bluntly, but if you don't like the rules, quietly leave. Lots of people did. There were people who uh, canceled their memberships and they had their head DJ quit. Oh, as a result of this controversy, like that, you know, you're being trans exclusionary for, for no good reason. Then there was a, another campground called camp it. And they made it really clear that like, we are, we, we want trans men to come, please. Um, we're, we're not assholes. Uh, we're very trans welcoming. Um, so then shortly thereafter, they were removed from a, like association of gay campgrounds. Oh, um, so that's good. Like forget like, Hey, you're transphobic and we don't let like that. Or we're, we don't let that in our group. That's correct. That's great. Yeah. So there was a, um, the gay camp association and, uh, re- removed them that revoked their membership or whatever. And, so then apparently this is the part of the story that I can't quite get connected here. I, I couldn't find um, it being explicitly stated, but uh, they, they then backpedaled hmm. and uh, decided to still keep it all male and still require a government issued ID that says hmm. male, but uh, there would be no penis checks. <laughs> um, Which that's still, transphobic uh, like being sl- slightly less transphobic i guess i guess better but not, still not not yeah yeah their website i looked at their website earlier today um and i can't find the link for it here it is yeah i looked at their their rules now and their rules say nothing about um trans people or or, or penises it just says uh 
Camp Boomerang RV Park and Campground is an adult, all-male, private membership campground for men 21 and over. And there's there's actually at least the current incarnation of the rules don't say anything about like we're going to check IDs we're going to check like your gender indicator on your ID um, and and there's no yeah there's no there's no penis checks I also couldn't find on here whether that dude is still involved or not mm. uh, that that Brian Quinn so um, I with a little more time I'm sure I could figure it out because everything is forever on the internet but it, it at least looks like they've sort of changed their their tone but what i wanted to talk about is the idea that like if you want to start a campground that like has penis checks i guess go for it it's a free country but also you will suffer the consequences of making that decision and being a dick bag yeah, right yeah yeah um but there's something about like i feel like our our society is sort of changing in a way that like cancel culture really is a thing and i, I don't want to be all like right wing about it but like Can't, well what cancel culture isn't a thing at least not the way the right describes well, it. that's true absolutely true um and they describe cancel culture as people yes. try to hold other people to standards and they have every right to say i don't want to do this thing because you're shitty and then they think that that's an attack on them that someone disagrees or is calling them out on shitty things they do and more often than not things that the right are like we're being it's being canceled continue to exist so it's they they don't actually get canceled and they also call for things to be canceled themselves so it's only cancel culture when the things they like get attacked by people sure so that's uh, the the idea that cancel culture exists without any other definition or explanation i think is just wrong yeah okay well the thing is if you want to have a if you want to have a penises only campground and and nobody wants to go to your shitty campground but go like that's go for it right like um but that's the i actually that's an argument that you've disagreed with about other things like a bakery saying you know we will not serve gay customers you've in the past said you disagree with that and don't think that should exist so uh i'm wondering if yeah, there's a different great great question great pushback yeah i i mean i think is camping i guess camping is a service what is also particularly shitty about the way he described it at the beginning is yes, absolutely transphobic. And, but what he said is like, we understand some people may not be happy about this. And that implies that transphobic policies just make some people unhappy. Sure. Whereas the truth is transphobic policies, especially when they come from within the LGBT community, or I don't know, maybe it's equal, but like those contribute to violence and death of trans people and hate and belief that trans men aren't men. So like the, uh, this is, I mean, it's common, like trying to straw man arguments against it or trying to belittle arguments. Like it is not just, Oh, that makes me unhappy. Yeah. There is way more. And to say that it's just about that is almost dangerous because it doesn't highlight the importance of why transphobic policies, the damage they do. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. Yeah. How, this then butts up against like the single gender status of it at, at all. Trans inclusionary or exclusionary, notwithstanding, like having a single gender space. Like, is there... Is there a justifiable reason for that? Like, and I struggle with this, like with my fraternity, same, same stuff, right? Like it, we, we, we should be able to articulate why the single gender status of something is, is 
important or valuable or morally defensible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. What, no, I, I have the same thing that I don't, I, I like, I don't have a conclusive or like a easily summarizable position. And I, I, yeah, so I've, like, wi- I think of women only spaces. It seems like now it's a good benchmark to say, like, you can, you can find the turfs by saying when it's women only, you'll find the, like uh, someone defining or actively excluding trans people. So I, I, I tend to and hopefully see more of women spaces including non-binary people or, or like and i think i think there is value in that there's value in there are women's issues that are useful to discuss or even any kind of like why do we have lgbt spaces why do we have space why do we have black spaces because there's a value in coming together with your community not worrying about outsiders not getting rid of all the potential for microaggressions and talking about being with your community and discussing your issues i also think a lot of people if you make clear what your what this is about and you know i don't know the language you can figure out how to do that like a women's space or women preferred or women i uh, not women like or femme women and femme people i don't know you can whatever the the language is this is for men and masculine people or god i any again i can't do the language right but like this is for us to we don't often have bonds and relationships and having emotions is considered shitty so let's talk about these kinds of issues and help us build some of those because that's a good thing and a useful thing. And I just often think people will like self-select. Like, I don't know that you need explicit definitions about exactly which men and which non-binary people, like if you make clear what the goal of this is, people will figure out if it's right for them and then attend if it's right for them. I just don't think you need to define their genitals in the description of what it is, because I think people will figure that out. And similar thing on like grinder or scruff, like, if someone joins and they're getting no interest or likes, they might figure out this isn't the place for me. Mm. Like this is not where I'm going to find hookups. And so like, I don't think you need to say like you have to be a man or you have to have a penis to get on grinder. I think, I don't know. I think people just figure it out and self select. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. What do you think? You well, also, yeah, well, I mean, I think I agree with the, like the, the self selection thing, but then that also is sort of dangerous too. Right. Because, like you can use intimidation factors and 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 like other way like this all white golf course is just happens to be all white it's not because we're excluding anyone we don't have a policy against black people mm. but like is but do you yeah right and um, but that's maybe that's a good example because like it's not about you don't have a whites only policy it's what you do and say and and how you act that helps explain what you are and so even if you don't have a this is for white people only, people know what it's what it is and about and the beliefs and all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's actually similar. Like just because you don't say I am transphobic, only men with penises here, what you do and say and act and how you present yourself, people will know and figure it out and figure it out if it's right for them. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I also think that like there are a lot of penises that I'm not into. Like, I don't know, like, why why saying that, like, everybody has a penis is going to, like, somehow make it so that you don't have to live with the fear of seeing something you don't want to see. Because, like, yeah. there's just, you're into what you're into and you're not into what you're not. And, like, get over yourself. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway. There's no, I feel like turf radical feminists. Like, what's, what's like, a dude turf? Turds? <laughs> Trans exclusionary radical dudists. 
I just think you could go dudes. Maybe not dudist. Trans exclusionary radical dudes. Mm-hmm. Turds. Turds. I love that. <laughs> Great. That's beautiful. Do you have another segment? Um, yeah. Okay. One last one. That's Camp Boomerang. Uh, I want to talk about a different campground, uh, the Sawmill Camp Camping Resort. Okay. Their website made it look, it was filled with men uh, drinking and playing volleyball, and none of them would have replied to me on Scruff. And, <laughs> and they have a, they're, at this campground, there is a lake called Ricky Lake. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And I, tr- I was like, I. That's hilarious. That has to be intentional. Right? There, and like, there has to be something there, and I looked it up, and I couldn't find it. Uh, she's in a lot of John Waters movies. Yeah. But. Yeah, was it named Ricky? Like, he, there's no way that that like that is a that is a campy gay choice yeah. that has been made. Yeah, <laughs> that's the segment. That oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, well, w- while I'm while I'm thinking about it, this episode is going to post on on the 10th for Patreon and on the 11th for everyone else. So it may be too late to do anything about it. But mm-hmm. our Discord group, there are a bunch of gayish listeners that are going to be at the Woods Campground in Eastern Pennsylvania from August 12th through 15th. So this weekend, there's a few hmm. gayish listeners that are all going to be there together. So if you want to pack up your shit and go to the Woods for the weekend, capital T, capital W, the Woods. Like they said, open invite, and oh. you can coordinate on the Discord um, with with them. It, we have a gayish campers channel, and it's all in there. So we're not going to be going, but like have 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 fun. I yeah. hope you I hope you listen to this episode together and say hurrah. I I don't know live Kyle. listen party. <laughs> we'll email you all a schedule of events that we've decided and no one else has agreed on. Right. This episode sponsored by our Discord. <laughs> we should do. There are a bunch of like. There's a D and D group that. Is like the gayish D and D group. There's like a bunch of the like groups and stuff that have formed that we're t- various levels of not involved or completely involved. We should like figure out what all those are and like I yeah. don't know, do something about that. Yeah, World of Warcraft and the Minecraft server and like these yeah. these campers. There are a bunch of like car enthusiasts, which that's that's oh. like the straightest of all time. Oh, but yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyway, um, I talked about my me going to a gay cr- campground. Have you? I have not been. Oh, okay. I totally Good. would. Oh. I have similar fears that I do to going to Rain City Jacks, which, by the way, is closed because of monkeypox mm-hmm. until October. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just, I just don't want to. I don't. What I want is to go and be sexual, but I don't want to do that if I'm going to run into people I know. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I don't know what that hangup is. I need to unpack it with my therapist or whatever. But like, I just, I'm so afraid of like having my dick out and running into somebody that I know mm-hmm. that uh, um, going and having the experience that I like would fantasize about doesn't feel actually possible because of that anxiety. Yeah. That being said, going and camping in a queer space could be just be fun. Yeah. Like I can keep my dick to myself the whole time and <laughs> can't keep uh, my dick to myself. <laughs> but no, I've never been. And, but, but very much have thought about it mm. and, I uh, when I went I definitely I went with a boyfriend and uh, uh, two other couples and so it very much was not a sexual experience and um, when I I woke up to one of the couples having very loud sex and there was a little bit that I was like Ugh, like that's weird but then it was like ah, this might be one of those things like this is the space to have loud gay sex because this is a gay comp ground and that's yeah. what you do here yeah so yeah. I, I don't know uh, th- it's it's interesting, like you. I, it seems like you can go, and it can be very sexual and gay and naked and whatever. Or you could also. 
I don't know, go and do regular comping. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, So did we do it? Yeah. We talked about camping. Yeah. A whole bunch. Yeah. I think so. Did I? No, I think that was, that was fun. I, I think people who like go camping are very entitled and full of themselves. And I think they're very like, oh, it's so cool that I walk around in the outside. And it's like, you're not that cool. But I don't know. Hmm. That's how I feel <laughs> about I just... Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. <laughs> Pitch a tent. <laughs> Ew. I don't want that. It's a weird thing to drop at the very end of that, but I don't know. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So does that mean you're ready? Do you have your gayest and straightest? I have my gayest and straightest. Okay. So so are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. And Discord at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. We got a thing. (gasps) Somebody sent us, I'm pretty sure this is a book. Wait, should we be recording? Oh, I forgot about that. For those who don't know. We have a video option in our various levels of benefits, and you get not only video versions of the Patreon segments, but also anytime we open something, we open it on a video, because you all said you all like unboxings. Keep your hands off my box. Keep your hands in my box. Boy, there's a lot of tape on that shit. It says it's from File... Fife. Fife and Stubbs in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. But it is a copy of Sodomy and the Pirate Tradition, English Sea Rovers in the 17th Century Caribbean by B.R. Berg. Did we talk about that or is that just related I don't, to our Pirates episode? I think it's just related to our Pirates episode, maybe. I that, don't know. That's a great idea because huh? oh, there's something in the book. There was something in the book. Thank God I did that. There's a letter in the book. It says for gayish. And it's like three pages long. Dear Mike and Kyle, I heard you say you needed this book on your recent Pirates podcast. (laughs) It's it's been on my... (laughs) Thank you for knowing us well enough to know that you have to remind us of what we did that made you do this. Okay, great. Uh, It's been on my shelf for a few years without my finding time to actually read it. So please enjoy this offering of Sodomy and Pirates. A note on the topic of how did no one spot that they were women from a gay trans man? Don't underestimate the power of gendered clothing. Even now, when anyone can pretty much wear whatever they want, almost almost AFAB people need to do to be read as a teenage boy is cut their <laughs> hair, put on boring straight man clothes, and walk into a male space like a sports stadium or hardware store. Imagine wow, how we're much... getting like correction or a feedback within this opening. Wow, there's a lot. Okay. Anyway, I love your podcast. Keep it up, please. Even our toddler daughter dances when the theme song comes on. I guess I shouldn't let her listen to it when no, she starts talking. Now just, that I think about it, I just got uncomfortable. Yours in queer history geekdom, Hamish Fife. Thank you for that. That's very kind of you. And thank you as well for reminding us. That's, I think if there's one piece of advice I could give to people who either send us things or write in or whatever, you may have to remind us, like, if you're trying to explain or comment on something we said, remind us of what we said. Cause right, we yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to do our gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. I'm happy to go first. Great. The gayest thing about me this week was uh, uh, last night I went roller skating. 
And how was it? Every gay ass song that came on, wiggling my butt and being <laughs> on roller skates. Nice. And plus, it was all it was it was it was a mixed orientation crowd, but it was a, a, a gay friend's birthday, and there were lots of gays present. Some of whom wore crop tops because the theme was 1982. Oh, and one boy in particular, damn. Okay, <laughs> anyway, um, you you'd, you'd crop his top? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. There's something better that I could have done there, but I don't yeah. know what it is. Roller skates to Jesus is what needs to happen. Okay. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week um, is uh, the not being on Grinder. I did at the Edinburgh airport. So oh. the, the, the the Edinburgh airport, I joined their um, like free public Wi-Fi while I was waiting for my plane. And they clearly had blocked Grindr. So I was I was logged in. What? Yeah, they were, like I could go to Facebook, I could like Google things or whatever, but n- like none of my messages would send or receive. And then when I would disconnect from Wi-Fi, they would. <gasps> so anyway, yeah, the Edinburgh Edinburgh free public Wi-Fi at the airport like blocks fucking grinder. I should call myself Airport Wi-Fi because I am free for the public. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Sorry, that's so you just had to sit non-sexually at the airport. I mean, I could have turned off the Wi-Fi and used my oh. like five G or whatever, but yeah. like I, I just, I just didn't. I yeah. was like instead looked at I don't know what I was going to do with my time during my layover in Heathrow. Yeah, <laughs> use my five G, baby. Yeah. Uh, my gayest is figuring out that Jordy, the Jordy song I've been listening to a ton of Jordy. Uh, uh, the song "Is It Love" is the perfect speed for gay walking. Oh. <laughs> so fast fast yes he uh, is that the one you sent me yes yeah. oh no 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 that's a different song but i sent you my favorite one that i'm now over because i'm into other songs that oh. yeah so yeah Great. my straightest is i've missed two haircut appointments for various reasons and i'm getting my haircut finally uh this week but it is uh, missing haircuts and not having my haircut for a while is the yeah. most i mean i don't think that's right i just think that's not gay you know it's like yeah, anti-gay sure. to not get haircuts yeah and i posted on twitter and got a lot of great replies but one that was uh dm'd to us that won so mm-hmm. i need to use this one this has been a pegging heavy episode considering it's not about pegging but th- that's part of it um i won't say their name because they dm'd and so um i a raging lesbian pegged an aggressively straight man the overcompensation sex after was insane. <laughs> Ask not what you can do for toxic masculinity, but what toxic masculinity can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, is that it? I guess that's it. Okay. Then yeah. Thank you to all the uh, gays. I don't know. Thank you to Taylor Swift. You know, thank you to her jet mm-hmm. that's apparently shepherding so many people around America. Thanks to North America for being just U.S. and Canada. I never yeah. knew it was so easy. <laughs> I thought I thought there was more to it. Um, thank you also to our Super Gap Bridgers. Hey, this is anyone who sponsors sponsors us. Sure, sponsors us at fifty dollars a month or more for a year. John Crowley, Stephen Porch, Joe Social, Harry. <laughs> already gave up josh copeland forrest nail patrick martin anonymous james barrow steve douglas explosive lasagna just jamie kevin henderson tips mcstumbles donald linsky thomas b dusty sands a coleman chris catchatorian and jerome york that's it this has been gayish from the chris catchatorian studios i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you comping see you comping have fun discord people i hope you fuck not necessarily each other Doing a remake of Selena Gomez's 
uh, hands and ca- doing I can't keep my dick to myself both sounds very problematic and hilarious gayish yeah <laughs>